0: Good morning, Sonship. Welcome to A Course in Miracles daily reading conference call, where we are blessed to read from the original edition of ACRM, which is published by <clears throat> excuse me, A Course in Miracle Society. Today we are reading from the uh, manual. We're going to be reading Section 10, How is Judgment Relinquished? We also invite our daily lesson, number 345, into our study today. I offer only miracles today, for I would have them Return to me. So uh, let me gather Monday through Friday, 9.15 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we read each paragraph twice. I ask that you mute your phone at all times unless you are speaking by
1: using your own mute function.
0: So at this time, I'm going to need an opening prayer, if anyone has one, and to see who is out there and would like to get on the reading list. Short and sweet today. This is Sharon, and I can't read this morning, but I'm out here. Morning. (laughs) Glad you're here. Thanks. Anyone else?
2: Well, Chris is Orsini.
0: Hi, Orsini. Hi.
2: I can I can read today.
0: Wow! Great. It's a perfect day to read. Um. All right. Mary, any chance you have one of our favorite prayers ready? Yes, I Just can tell read me what. Poem.
2: Oops. What lesson we're on? I'm sorry. Um, oh,
0: certainly. Um, we are on, we're in the Manual for Teachers, Section 10. How is judgment relinquished? Thank you. Okay. And I'm sorry, Mary, did you have a prayer for us?
1: Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Your voices are breaking up for me sometimes, but... Is my voice breaking up? For me. It might oh. just be my phone. If you can, you can hear, hear me, can hear- that's fine. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, then. Okay. Song to Myself. I cannot be replaced, I am unique in God's creation. I am held so dear by Him that it is madness to believe that I could suffer pain or loss or fear. Holy am I in sinlessness complete. In wisdom infinite, in love secure, in patience perfect, and in faithfulness beyond all thought of sin, and wholly pure. Who could conceive of suffering for me? Surely the mind that thought it is insane. I never left my father's house. What need have I to journey back to him again? Thank you, Father, for your complete love for each of us. That you keep us all one with you, and in your eternal loving presence. Together we say, "Amen." Amen. amen. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Amen.
3: Thank you, Mary.
1: Thank you.
0: All right, so on the reading list I have Lee, Mary and Orsini. Listening, I have Paula, Ida, Renee, Sharon. Is anyone else join the call to say like say hi or get on the reading list? Yep. Hi guys, Fran. I can read. Hi Fran. Great. Hi. Anyone else? Yeah, Rob, not reading. Hi
4: Rob. Beautiful prayer.
0: I am now. Mary's got some good ones, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, 10. How is judgment relinquished? relinquished? Judgment, like other devices by the world... Excuse me. Judgment, like other devices by which the world of illusions is maintained, is totally misunderstood by the world. It, actually, it is actually confused with wisdom and substitutes for truth. As the world uses the term, an individual is capable, capable of good and bad judgment, and his education aims at strengthening the former and minimizing the latter. There is, however, considerable confusion about what these categories mean. What is good judgment to one is bad judgment to another. Further, even the same person classifies the same action as showing good judgment at one time and bad judgment at another time nor can any consistent criteria for determining what these categories are be really taught. At any time, the student may disagree with what his would-be teacher says about them, and the teacher himself is inconsistent in what he believes. Lee, one and two, please.
3: Judgment, like other devices by which the world of illusions is maintained, is totally misunderstood by the world. It is actually confused with wisdom and substitutes for truth. As the world uses the term, an individual is capable of good and bad judgment, and his education aims at strengthening the former and minimizing the latter. There is, however, considerable confusion about what these Categories mean what is good judgment to one is bad judgment to another. Further, even the same person classifies the same action as showing good judgment at one time and bad judgment at another time. Nor can any consistent criteria for determining what these categories are be really taught. At any time, the student may disagree with what his would-be teacher says about them, and the teacher himself is inconsistent in what he believes. Two. Good judgment in these terms does not mean anything. No more does bad. It is necessary for the teacher of God to realize not that he should not judge, but that he cannot. In giving up judgment, he merely gives up what he did not have. He gives up an illusion, or better, he has an illusion of giving up. He has actually merely become more honest. Recognizing that judgment was always impossible for him, he no longer attempts it. This is no sacrifice. On the contrary, he puts himself in a position where judgment through him rather than by him can occur. And this judgment is neither good nor bad. It's the only judgment there is. And it is only one. Quote, God's son is guiltless and sin is does not exist.
0: (laughs) Yay, Mary, two and three, please.
1: Good judgment in these terms does not mean anything. No more does quote bad. It is necessary for the teacher of God to realize not that he should not judge, but that he cannot. In giving up judgment, he merely gives up what he did not have. He gives up an illusion, or better, he has an illusion of giving up. He has actually merely become more honest. Recognizing that judgment was always impossible for him, he no longer attempts it. This is no sacrifice. On the contrary, he puts himself in a position where judgment through him rather than by him can occur. And this judgment is neither, quote, good nor, quote, bad. It is the only judgment there is. And it is only one, quote, God's son is guiltless. And sin does not exist. End quote. 3. The aim of our curriculum, unlike the goal of the world's learning, is the recognition that judgment in the usual sense is impossible. This is not an opinion, but a fact. In order to judge anything rightly, one would have to be fully aware of an inconceivably wide range of things, past, present, and to come. One would have to recognize in advance all the effects of his judgments on everyone and everything involved in them in any way. And one would have to be certain There is no distortion in his perception, so that his judgment would be wholly fair to everyone on whom it rests, now and in the future. Who is in a position to do this? Who, except in grandiose fantasies, would claim this for himself?
0: Thank you, Mary. Um, Orsini, three and four, please.
2: The aim of our curriculum, unlike the goal of the world's learning, is the recognition that judgment in the usual sense is impossible. This is not an opinion, but a fact. In order to judge anything rightly, one would have to be fully aware of an, un- of an inconceivably wide range of things, past, present, and to come. One would have to recognize in advance all the effects of his judgments on everyone and everything involved in them in any way. And one would have to be certain there is no distortion in his perception so that his judgment would be wholly fair to everyone on whom it rests now and in the future. Who is in a position to do this? Who accepts in grandiose fantasies, would claim this for himself. 4. Remember how many times you thought you knew all the facts you needed for judgment and how wrong you were? Is there anyone who has not had this experience? Would you know how many times you merely thought you were right without ever realizing you were wrong? Why would you choose such an arbitrary basis for decision-making? Wisdom is not judgment. It is the relinquishment of judgment. Make then but one more judgment. It is this. There is someone with you whose judgment is perfect. He does know all the facts, present, past, and to come. He does know all the effects of his judgment, on everyone and everything involved in any way. And he is wholly fair to everyone, for there is no distortion in his perception.
0: Thank you, Orsini. Fran, four and five, please. Four. Remember how many times you thought you knew all the facts you needed for judgment and how wrong you were. Is there anyone who has not had this experience? Would you know how many times you merely thought you were right without ever realizing you were wrong? Why would you choose such an arbitrary basis for decision-making? Wisdom is not judgment. It is the relinquishment of judgment. Make then but one more judgment. It is this. There is someone with you whose judgment is perfect. He does know all the facts, past, present, and to come. He does know all the effects of his judgment on everyone and everything involved in any way. And he is wholly fair to everyone. There is no distortion in his perception. Five, therefore, lay judgment down, not with regret, but with a sigh of gratitude. Now are you free of a burden so great that you could merely stagger and fall down beneath it, and it was all illusion, nothing more. Now can the teacher of God rise up unburdened and walk lightly on. Yet it is not only this that is his benefit. His sense of care is gone, for he has none. He has given it away, along with judgment. He gave himself to him, whose judgment he has chosen now to trust instead of his own. Now he makes no mistakes. This guy is sure. And where he came to judge, he comes to bless. Where now he laughs, he used to come to weep. Thanks, Fran. So do we have a new reader, please, for five and six? This is Renee. I can read. Sharon, I can read. Okay. So uh, Renee, and then was that Sharon? Yes. Okay, so Renee and then Sharon.
5: Therefore lay judgment down, not with regret, but with a sigh of gratitude. Now are you free of burden so great that you could merely stagger and fall down beneath it. It was all illusion, nothing more. Now can the teacher of God rise up unburdened and walk lightly on. Yet it is not only this that is his benefit. His sense of care is gone, for he has none. He has given it away along with judgment. He has given himself to him whose judgment he has chosen now to trust instead of his own. Now he makes no mistake. His God is sure. Where he came to judge, he comes to bless. Now, where now he laughed, he used to come to weep. It is not difficult to relinquish judgment, but it is difficult indeed to try to keep it. The teacher of God lays it down happily the instant he recognizes its cause. All of the ugliness he sees about him is its outcome. All of the pain he looks upon is its result all of the loneliness and sense of loss, of passing time and growing hopelessness, of sickening despair and fear of death, all these have come of it, and now he knows that these things need not be. Not one is true, for he has given up their cause, and they, which never were but the effects of his mistaken choice, have fallen from him Teacher of God, this step will bring you peace. Can it be
0: difficult to want but this? Thank you, Renee. Sharon, six, please. It is not difficult to relinquish judgment, but it is difficult indeed to try to keep it. The teacher of God lays down happily the instant he recognizes its cost. All of the ugliness he sees about him is its outcome. All of the pain he looks upon is its result. All of the loneliness and sense of loss, of passing time and growing hopelessness, of sickening despair and fear of death, all these have come of it. And now he knows that these things need not be Not one is true, for he has given up their cause, and they, which never were, but the effects of his mistaken choice, have fallen from him. Teacher of God, this step will bring you peace. Can it be difficult to want but this? Thank you, Sharon. Teacher of God, that's us. This step will bring us peace. yay, the floor's open <laughs> Hey, this is Sharon i, I just can't'm oh, it's sounds like oh man, it's hard to say because everything I start to say is probably not actually accurate, um, but I'll just say it and then um and then it'll be fixed somehow. I can't see how that it's that easy. Um, uh, See, where is it? What? There's one sentence that was really um, the zinger for me. Um, Well, it's basically um, okay. Did I just read it? No, I didn't. Anyway, it sounds so easy, and I want it to be this easy, and I must not really want it. Should be this easy or else I would make it this easy and I'm sorry that was um, convoluted and hard to say but thanks that's it thanks I'm complete
1: Sharon, thank you thank you Sharon thank you. thank you Sharon I really understand that concept me too <laughs> thank you
6: hi good morning it's Sam Good morning, Sam. Um, Sam. Yes, Sharon, you just read it. It's the following two sentences that seem to be polar opposite of my experience, and I guess that's what you're saying. It is not difficult to relinquish judgment. Oh, yes, it is. And then second sentence, but it is difficult indeed to try to keep it, meaning to make, you know, my own judgments. And, of course, that's the default setting of my ego, to try to keep judgment, to try to keep judgment for myself, and to not align my will with that of God's. That's the default setting. Now, you know, (laughs) it seems diametrically opposite to my experience, because I've had to learn how to relinquish judgment. And in fact, the manual spends the better part of three chapters focusing on that, 9, 10, and 16. Obviously, it's not as easy as it looks, but it also is uh, its a commitment and a willingness to unlearn the world's curriculum. Right, So if you have the willingness, and I pray for that willingness every day, that's really what I'm praying for. I'm praying for willingness to be shown not only that the world's curriculum is not healthy for me, but that um, God's will for me is beautiful, is loving. And that's all I can, you know, really ask for, you know. The the battle of my ego versus the will of my teacher is a daily one. But I can turn to my teacher for help with that. I'm not alone in that battle, you know. We're not alone. Mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks, I'm complete.
4: Thank, thank you,
0: Sam. Thank you, Sam. That was really helpful. Nine, 10, yes, and yeah. sixteen. Um I'll I'll be looking at those again. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sam.
4: Uh, this is Rob.
7: If everyone's on their path, how can the world be imperfect? Uncomplete. Oh. I'm Good
4: point,
7: Rob.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Rob.
0: I have to say, this is brand. This is one of my favorite sentences in this whole course, and it says, or two sentences, make them but one more judgment. It is this. There is someone with you whose judgment is perfect. I love that. I have been driving myself crazy for about two weeks about this whole art world thing. And reading things into what people say and what they write and knowing I'm I'm not right. And this sentence is just so comforting. I just needed this today so much. Thank you. What was the sentence again? again? It's this. Make then, but one more judgment. It is this. There is someone with you whose judgment is
4: perfect. I just yeah. have it. That's <laughs> perfect.
0: That's I'm going to go to that guy today.
4: <laughs> That's perfect.
7: Yeah. That's my, my question is always, how do you get there? Yeah. Uh, that's my question, too. And I
0: realize, uh, since I've been driving myself crazy, is that you just have to be aware and ask. Like my favorite prayer, help.
7: You don't sound crazy to me.
2: <laughs> this is Orsini. Um, what comes to me, well, Sam referenced those two lines it's not difficult to relinquish judgment. But it is difficult indeed to try to keep it from my own experience what i'm I'm beginning to see is that um it's almost like it is a simple idea to relinquish the judgment and to God to the Holy Spirit surrendering that and but from my ego standpoint. It's almost like it created this game within myself to keep it because almost if I relinquish it, my ego side feels like that's almost irresponsible, and that's been my experience, and that's I've been noticing i've noticed that is is' almost created this guilt situation of releasing the fact that. That I don't require it to judge. I can surrender that, but it almost seems like I'm passing the buck. I'm relinquishing the responsibility because in this in this kind of ego world, um, I am correlating in my mind of having good judgment um, as being my responsibility, right? And these statements. I guess throughout my life of um, taking personal responsibility um, and relating that it's almost like an e- it is an ego trap um, for me from my experience so because it does feel it feels like really powerful to um, surrender that um, knowing knowing what the meant that the, the, the is saying is that knowing that uh, I don't require it to carry that burden it is a burden um, and and to allow the source God the only presence that would know everything to judge anything in the beginning at all that to give that to them that that is um, I should I should be feeling relieved. I should be feeling um, walking walking lightly among everyone because I don't need to carry that burden. And that realizing that, um, but that doesn't work for the ego, right? So um, I think right now I'm I'm, I'm crossing that barrier. Right, of of understanding that is the most responsible thing I can do is to surrender that burden of judgment to the Holy Spirit and to God. I'm complete. Thank
3: you, Orsini. Thank you, yeah,
4: that was yeah, that
0: was great, very helpful. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Orsini.
0: Thank you. This is Sharon. And I just want to share one more time the lately ego's voice has been screaming at me, and I know it's a good sign, but I don't like it <laughs> and the The screaming at me is um basically boils down to thoughts of self attack, and underneath that is a belief I realize that i need deserve to be punished and (laughs) it's this huge deep guilt that i'm tapping into that um is i'm actually noticing myself doing things that are self-sabotaging and and real just real specifically real briefly though um there is a whole new very complicated and very wordy curriculum that we um, teachers are being asked to um, use now. And I have a very difficult time even opening it up because it is so wordy. And it seems to be... um, It's just I have tons of resistance to it. But... Really, the main resistance that I have to it is that I know, my ego knows that if I don't read it, my colleagues, and don't use it in the way that it's read, my colleagues that were the closest to me will know now, because we're all the first in grade in kindergarten team are working very closely. And they're going to know, and there's one particularly critical person on that team, and she is our team leader. And getting um, on a career ladder and getting lots of extra training, and she's gonna, she's not only gonna know, but she is going. My belief system is that she's going to attack me because she does it She seems to be very judgmental, and that's my ego's mind that says that. And so I'm setting myself up to walk into work every day with a buzz, unconscious buzz of, is she gonna know? Is she going to know that I'm not doing it? And this, what it is, is me taking a dagger and stabbing it into my heart. And that is, I know that this is a really important step. Um, and I know the way to accomplish it, to overcome this, in practical ways, is just to sit down and bite the bullet and just and just read it and read it and read it, and just decide to be determined. Um, and and that's, the, that's one level. But the deeper level is, oh, man, to ask for help, just like all during the day, to be relieved of this guilt, to be relieved of this deep feeling that I need to be punished, or this belief that I need to be punished. And then, I, I know I'm on the brink of something really big. So I ask for all of your um, loving uh, support in this in in your minds um, it's going to be really good I just need to get through this thank you I'm complete
3: oh thanks Sharon thank you Sharon you've
0: got my support thank you thank
3: you thank you, you got it Sharon
7: yeah my support
6: Sharon
0: sending you divine love Sharon thank you so much
7: mine too I wonder um when I didn't seem to get enough information to know what which of you to support i I thought I wanted to support your freedom to choose the Holy Spirit each time, which if it conflicts with a objective of External physical means might be that you would, you would want to take a job that was not pressuring you to strive for their objectives, but to strive, not to strive, but to relax into joining them. It sounds like you're not oriented to their objectives. Am I correct?
0: Well, I, that's just a symptom. Um, yes, it's true. But there's so much about teaching that I love. I'm really a natural teacher. What—that's um, one component. But the bottom line is not the external circumstance, but the 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 deepest one, which is. Relinquishing my belief that I need to be punished, and because I'm guilty, so that's what I need to work on. Is once as as I work with that, as I work with that with the Holy Spirit, with Brother Jesus, then I know any external circumstances will shift. That's all it is. Including including my my I will probably become fascinated with this curriculum. Um, it's a writing curriculum, and I love writing, but this particular curriculum is, drives me crazy. But but that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's really about guilt. Thank you. I'm complete.
3: Good awareness, yeah. uh, Sharon. Thanks.
4: Thank you. Well, I was
0: going to say that. Um, thanks, I'll just um, Somebody was telling me the other day, just like yesterday or something, about how much teachers have to go through how much they have to do without pay, how many hours they have to put in and everything they have to do and how little and short are the breaks that they get. And they have to go to the bathroom and they have to like get somebody else to cover or wait until the break between classes or something. And I'm like, even if you had what you consider to be the best teaching job in the world, Sharon, I would be like admiring you for (laughs) putting up with and going through all you do. And the fact that you love it is, of course, I'm sure the only reason, real reason that you stay in it, because you could probably get paid more for doing other things with your, with your intellect and everything that, that uh, aren't as long hours or aren't such a hassle. But I know what you mean about leaving it because I've come to that conclusion myself that I have to, if I try to find, like, if somebody's bothering me in my ACM class and I, and I try to find another ACM class, I can find a different ACM class to go to. But if I have to deal with that situation and become loved in that situation, the situation will come back no matter what the form it takes or where or when. So it doesn't really work. The, what they in 12 Step called the geographic or doesn't really work. <laughs> Thank you.
3: I'm complete. Thanks, Aya. This is Lee. Sharon.
0: Oh, go ahead, Lee.
3: Oh, after you.
0: I'll be brief. Um, Sharon, as you know, I've had the joy of spending some very intimate time with you, and I don't know a soul more in this earth who's capable of greater love than you. I just want you to know that I know that. I'm complete. Who are you talking to, Sharon?
4: Chris, really?
0: That was for Sharon. Sharon and I were roommates um, in the conference. And we got to spend some uh, quality time together talking about how awesome Sharon is. I'm complete. Chris, I'm crying here. Thank you. Thank you. That is the most beautiful thing I think I've heard in forever. Thank you so much. I remember the joy that you and I had listening to the call, driving down the West Side Highway. I will never, it's this I have goosebumps just thinking of that time. But just, uh, and you taught me how to say thank you, but I still haven't figure it out with all the music going on. You do it faster than anyone I know. I'm complete. I just love you Chris so sweet I'll always cherish so, that moment thank you I'm complete
3: you're a dynamo Sharon
4: thank
7: you and Rob again um, if you are a very loving being you are naturally drawn to the course the Course states within itself that striving is of the ego. Since the Course is trying to lead you away from the ego, this could provide the mental conflict that appears to have you in punishment for choosing Something, as well as the course, that is in the opposite direction. Striving requires striving. It's just a thought. I'm complete.
3: Thanks, Rob.
1: Thanks, Rob.
3: It's Lee. I was thinking about Orsini's share. Um, I so relate to that um, experience or scene of of uh, feeling as though uh relinquishing judgment can feel like uh, copping out. um I've shared with this group before that in the early part of my life i um I'd have to say my orientation toward things that <clears throat> that I judged down on was quite as though I felt it was everyone's responsibility to reflect for others what was out of line. (laughs) So um, I felt like, you know, the best possible world would be where I and others were the cops on the beat and um, using whatever sense of, you know, moral, upright kind of judgment I'd acquired to just echo back for people when they're out of line and and uh, and to scorn things that I thought didn't fly and it was enormously freeing to realize that that was a role I had taken on without my own choice it was just something i I don't know I developed into um because of uh, what I have been exposed to. There's a part of the Course that says um, freedom from condemnation, which I see very closely tied to judgment. Freedom from condemnation is a responsibility I share with the world because, he says, until we come to that, he says, um, Let's see, the quote goes something like, um, the quote itself is escaping me, but the upshot is, it's, it's your feeling that the condemnation of the world rests on you. It was my feeling that the condemnation of the world rested on me. Everyone thinks his role is that the condemnation of the world rests on him. It's a very very powerful part of the Course where he describes that that's my whole, that's our, he puts it in that way, it's our whole orientation toward the world, that uh, judging is part of our responsibility, judging in this negative sense. So, as I look at these uh, paragraphs for how is it that I relinquish judgment, um, I find it important so that my mind doesn't keep flip-flopping when I see the word judgment, to kind of allow my mind to choose one of two meanings for judgment. One sense of judgment is my condemnation of what I'm seeing my assessment in the negative direction of what I'm beholding, a person or a situation. But the other is judgment in terms of how I'm being guided to respond to a situation. Speaking for myself, those two tend to flip back and forth unless I'm careful. Some sentences refer to my negative judgment of people and things and situations, or myself. The other refers to the judgment that I use to try and um, respond or or walk through this this life. Both of those are tied very closely together. And what he wants me to understand in this section is that. Um, When I perform what I'm introduced to in Rules for Decision, as I'm willing not only to release my negative judgment of things, but go a little deeper and release what I think is the basis for my judgment and response to a situation, then I deeply find the freedom from how I would have been directed with the old thinking. And I'm able to choose something that really is brand new and really is a release from the burden of what I had taken on. So in answer to Rob's question, which I suspect Rob agrees with the the how to is really encapsulated in Rules for Decision at the beginning of chapter thirty and the and the last thing I would think to add is that if we look at the last sentence of the prior section, before this one, there is the paragraph that leads right into how then is judgment relinquished? So that would be a good one to look at for the kind of run-up to this section. And that I find the final paragraph of this section um, phenomenal. When he tells me the teacher of God lays down judgment happily the instant he recognizes its cost and then goes into that cost, if I believe what he's telling me when he says, all the ugliness I see about me is the outcome of my judgment. He's telling me not that things are genuinely chaotic and awful, but that everything appears to me that way on the basis of my judgment. And Holy Spirit would direct me differently. All the pain I look upon is the result of judgment. It's my judgment that has made what I look upon so painful to me. All of the loneliness and sense of loss, passing time and hopelessness, despair and fear of death, All these have come from my judgment. Nothing has to change for me to be released from pain and loss, hopelessness, despair, and fear. Nothing has to change other than my relinquishing of my faith in my judgment and my beginning to open to the possibility of seeing things in a profoundly different way according to God's Holy Spirit in my mind. All of these things, he says, were never but the effects of my mistaken choice. And they can fall away from me. Then comes the promise, this step will bring me peace. Um, What a six paragraphs, huh? I'm complete.
4: Yeah. Uh,
7: let me let me say something here that I'm hearing, and I don't know whether I'm hearing it correctly. Um, you kept mentioning negative judgment, but I don't think the Course ever says positive or negative judgment. It just says judgment. And so, when I think that a criminal act, as outlined by the laws of the Constitution in the United States, has happened, um, and that that might be a negative judgment that it happened, but it is also against certain rules, then there would be the correction of capturing those people and punishing them according to the Constitution and the laws of the United States and that would be a good thing. The whole thing the whole idea is judgment. And what the court says repeatedly that what you have judged to be your greatest forward movements are often Your worst retreats. So, in this thing, it's judgment itself. And to me, judgment itself is looking, examining a situation, you know, taking it in. That is judgment. You are going to do that from your ego, as far as I can tell. And... We have to remember that Jesus stated over and over again that he was not our teacher. He merely brought us the water of the internal baptism. The living, uh, luminous water of God's love. And then God would tell us through the Holy Spirit, what it is to how to look at that. Yes, that person has to be put away because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to uh, live by common rules right now, and the common rules will change too. But but that means that he is merely. And, and we're not the judges of that. The judges that have to judge that are the ones that have to ask the Holy Spirit whether their judgment is fair. And we can just look at it and, and say, I'm, I'm involved with the Holy Spirit because I keep asking the Holy Spirit, and I don't have to judge anything, good, bad, or indifferent. I'm complete.
3: Thanks, Rob.
1: Okay. Thanks,
0: Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. This sort of answered my question. I'm going to put it out as a question anyway. Um, you know, what about I am so, you know, lucky or whatever, or I earned a lot of money or whatever, and I could buy a new car. So now I want to decide what kind of car to buy and what brand and then what make and what model and what, you know, optional things and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's a judgment, and um, those, those are decisions.
7: Those are decisions. The course, the course makes that clear. Those are decisions.
3: Rob, excuse me. Um, we don't typically interrupt, and and I'd love to hear the end of Ida's question.
7: Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's all right,
0: Rob. Um, well, I mean, I guess uh, I could wait for some kind of a sign. I have done things like that before. But, uh, like one time, when I was trying to choose a new apartment here in town to go live in, and I... I turned right to it a couple of times, or somebody, I turned right to it and somebody else mentioned it, or, you know, things like that that happened that made me pay attention to it, but then I looked at the description and all, like, you know, when I went and looked at the apartments and all like that before I decided to go live there, but, you know, I can go look up consumer reports or uh, Angie's list or whatever it is to go find out the statistics and how many crashes it's had. It, whether it's ever been recalled and how many times it has to be repaired compared to other cars and all that kind of stuff. Um, That seems totally benign to me. I mean, if I decided, you know, if I make decision because somebody told me that some car dealer was nasty to her or, you know, something like that, then that's an emotional thing. If I'm... Basing, if I'm making a decision based on my emotions, then that's the kind of judgment that the Course is telling me not to make. But if I base it on, like, the facts, um, or even if I base it on signs that I seem to get from life, the Holy Spirit, like that, I don't know. You know, it just seems kind of fuzzy to me. That That's, that's the end of my question.
3: Thank you, Ida. And if there um, if there isn't, you know, a, a response um, on this call, that's a that's a perfect open question for the after call as well.
7: Well, I have a response. Um, this is Rob. Um, you are entitled to every personal preference that has occurred in your life, everyone. But you're entitled also to ask, is this the best response? If you like blue cars, you might ask, is a blue car good for me? I like blue cars. Or you might say, is a white car good for me? I like white cars. And the response might be, a blue car living in Florida will cost you more money because it's blue. It absorbs heat. Your air conditioner will have to work harder. It will utilize power from your engine to work harder a white car is more appropriate. Whereas a white car in all snow areas is utterly dangerous. You see, there are mind... There are mind... Singular. Beyond our minds. And it knows what is the best thing for you. And when you... take your decisions and ask by stepping back that they be reviewed for you and listen, then you get the best of both worlds. You get your preference and you get your update to show you where your preference could put you and then you get to make another decision. Does this make any sense? This is what the Holy Spirit does for me.
0: Yes, it does make sense. Thank you, Rob.
3: Thanks, Rob.
7: One more item about this um, a judgment thing, and about how to be a teacher.
4: Um,
7: I was I was fascinated with operating machinery. You can see I ended up a pilot. That's that's a place where you get to operate machinery and involve yourself with it and the environment. But. I was also fascinated with bicycles, and I
4: was—I
7: could outrun anybody on a bicycle, and uh, I could do things on a bicycle that other people couldn't do, and, and then it transferred to cars. I could outdrive anybody and understand the rules best, and I won a championship in my town for skill driving. Three years in a row, and then I won a championship in my state for it. Uh, the rules of the road and driving a vehicle in test procedures like they, like they do in competition with trucks that we're doing it with cars. Then. And then I went into flying airplanes. Well, what's the measure? What's the measure? The measure only comes out in the record. If, if I was really a good driver, if I really earned my plaque I've got sitting here in my house of being a championship driver of the state, um, does it benefit me? And when I had to stop driving some four years ago, I I figured out I had been driving for sixty-three years, no accidents, no incidents. Uh, I'd gotten some tickets because I didn't watch what I was doing on the road, but um, I never heard anybody. I never heard anybody's car. I never heard any property uh, that wasn't my own and so must be the plaque was correct but see the teaching comes in an assessment that we don't do later I mean until later i mean even if we do it at all the assessment comes in in whether you keep living are you an eternal being Do you want to be an eternal being? If you can change your mind, you will be an eternal being. You are exactly like the spirit of wholeness in manifestation. He is us, Jesus, and God. That only comes as an assessment later. See see if you keep living. That's that's the way I think about it. I'd love to have discussions about that. No complaint.
3: Thank you, Rob. Any other comment on this uh, section? I'd love to hear from some that haven't spoken.
1: This is Mary. I keep my eyes keep coming back to paragraph four. That there is someone with you whose judgment is perfect. And, and the thoughts that flash through my mind is that you know, um, it's a matter for me of, of of trusting in that presence, in that judgment, and like in the rules for decision, starting out my day. was giving it to the Holy Spirit, being willing uh, to relax into his God. So that any time I feel anxiety, fear, anger, whatever it is that separates me from my true self, from Holy Spirit. I need to forgive that, to relinquish it to to the Holy Spirit. And I find when I can do that, (laughs) when I can, life goes so beautiful. And I don't know if that, but I do know there are many times during the day in little decisions that if I give it over to the Holy Spirit, things just happen that are for my good, because God is wants my good, and God has the power through the Holy Spirit to take everything in this dream whatever it happens, whatever form it takes, to be for my good. I may not always think it is, but it is. And I need to step back and trust in that, in him. Anyway, I just thought I'd share those thoughts with you. Thank you. I'm complete.
3: Very huge. Thank you, Mary.
0: That's beautiful, Mary. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. It's Chris. I just want to go back to Lee share. and uh, Lee, nothing makes me more hopeful, or frankly, giggle more, when I hear you talk about how you judged and seem a little bit more human. I just, um, it just gives me great strength to know that um, if you if you do it, uh, I I can walk the earth more in the life that you do. So I'm very grateful. And then back to Sharon. Sharon, I just want you to know how grateful I am for just you, just being you. I have heard you on these calls talk about your students as holy children of God. And if that isn't a shift to perception and a miracle, I don't know what is. Please. Thank you, sweeties. I love you. Thank you.
7: We love you.
3: Thank you, Chris. I found that, um, I found that part of Chapter Twenty Seven. It's in Section A, The Illusion of Suffering, that says, um, it's it starts at the end of paragraph 64 Um, judgment seems sensible because it looks as if the world were hurting you and so it seems as if there's no need to go beyond the obvious in terms of the cause um, this would be of your hurt there is indeed a need the world's escape from condemnation is a need which those within the world are joined in sharing, yet they do not recognize their common need. For each one thinks that if he does his part, the condemnation of the world will rest on him, and that it is this that he perceives to be his part in its deliverance. Those last two sentences, each one thinks that if he does his part, the condemnation of the world will rest on him, and it's this that he perceives to be his part in its deliverance. I don't know how many others relate as squarely with that as I do, but those two sentences kind of summed up why it felt to me like I was um, abdicating a responsibility. When I began to um, um, began to recognize energetically, when I was in a condition of this this what I'm calling negative judgment, or judging down on something or someone a situation, where I was indulging my judgment and felt as though that was um, so important trying to try and keep things it, was, it just felt so important to me and so it felt um, like I was really walking away from responsibility and uh, so this section goes to the heart of all the reasons why um, the section we just read goes to the heart of all the reasons why um, giving that up Is the only intelligent thing to do everything I ever imagined about my judgment being solid or um, valuable and that managed to deny all the negative consequences for me and for others of that judgment all that stuff um, persuades me the only intelligent thing to do is give it up I was never I was never qualified to judge anyway I'm complete.
7: Yes, that, that's correct. And you've got it down. And it's the good judgments and the bad judgments that I want to give up. I don't know anything. I'm like a chicken in a chicken farmer's group group. I have no idea what's the best thing for me. I might not like the feel of grass. I might not know that there are worms under the grass. Wonderful things to eat. Because I'm used to a cage under me. I'm just a chicken.
4: I don't know anything. Thank
0: you. Thank you.
3: Thanks, Rob.
1: Thanks, Rob. I was thinking the same thing. Goals goes back to our beginning lessons. I do not know anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
7: Good or bad?
0: Thanks, Mary. I guess my kids are run all the time. <laughs> the thing is that, that when we talk about good, yeah, that's good is better than bad. That's what makes it good. But, I mean, you guys all know this, <laughs> that the goodness or whatever of our relationship in the Holy Spirit and what we can experience of that, even in this lifetime, even in these bodies, and, of course, how much more would it be in heaven or even in the real world? It's so much far beyond the concept of good as to make the word good seem laughable. i
4: complete. Thanks, Ida. Yeah, thanks.
0: Well, everyone, we're at our time. Um, Mary, would you like to offer our favorite Hawaiian prayer the closing? Or something else I don't need to sway read away.
1: I can read a poem unless someone else has a prayer they'd like to say. Well, since we've been talking about giving up judgment There's this poem by Helen that says, the name of it is Renunciation. You are not asked to sacrifice the good or the desirable in any way. You are asked only to renounce all things that would destroy your peace. For God is love. Center your thoughts on him and you will see he gives you everything with neither more nor less conceivable from this time forth. And on to the eternal. Sorrow is inaccurate perception. Pain is but a sad mistake. Renounce but this, and you will call on to Christ to pardon and renew.
3: Wow, is that perfect.
1: Amen.
2: Struck me in the heart. What a great call. I just thank everyone. I just want you all to know I'm just so changed by this call
3: and all of you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for all your gifts.
4: I'm completely Bryce. Bored. I missed
5: you. <laughs> I love you Thanks Bryce. for saying that. Yeah,
4: oh, Bryce. I've been here know the I whole time. I didn't I've know been here there. the whole
2: time. There was nothing else I could say but what you guys said. <laughs> and you said it all. I just couldn't. Oh, thank you. Thank you to all of you. Cool. I feel so much better just being here with you.
4: That's all I needed. I feel better, Thanks, too. Bryce.
7: Incomplete without all of you. Mike. Bless me in ways that words could never say.
4: Thank you, Chris.
0: No, I